Welcome to the Man Alive podcast with Gavin Lance Top. This is a podcast for the men that are seeking a life on mission. For the men that have everything, but know that there is more within them that is yet to come out. Introducing Gavin Lance Top, ex-Australian boxing champion, inductee of the Queensland Boxing Hall of Fame, married to his childhood sweetheart, father of seven, author of A Rite of Passage and Man Alive, and creator of the Man Alive Experience. Each episode is going to bring you inspiration, insight, and tools on how to be a better husband, father, son, and leader. Get ready to grow 1% today. Here's your host, Gavin Top. Hello everyone, Gavin Lance Top here. Today we're going to talk about choosing a mentor. Okay, and I've got to tell you, man, I could tell you some stories of some great mentors and and there's a couple of other ones in between as well over the years. And I think we all know, we all know somebody who, uh, who gave us some, uh, some advice who didn't serve as well. But hey, it is a part of the journey, that's for sure. But I can remember as a young man, as a teenager, having my first amateur bout okay down at uh preston town hall preston town hall it was and i was training with uh spencer driver elderly gentleman and uh down in footscray and and you know he was talking to me he was telling me stuff in training and i remember i remember him and my dad actually said you've got three months and you're having your first fight and i remember feeling like I'm never going to be ready. You know, I'd only been in the dream, the gym literally a couple of times, you know. Like, it was like maybe about three or four Sunday mornings and uh, and they're talking about having a fight. I remember thinking, I've got to pull my finger out, you know. And all of a sudden I realised, man, this guy is testing me. He's challenging me. Anyway, we got up to the stage, uh, the date set, and all of a sudden... Boom, I'm getting ready for my first fight. And and I'm there, I'm arrived on the day. And then I remember that first round. I will never, ever forget it in, in my life. I'm going out there and this bloke is just feeling like he's he's belting me up. And, and I remember, as I'm thinking about it, it's all coming back to me right now. I remember my adrenaline, the nerves... All the fitness that I had has gone out the window, but I remember feeling like, man, this guy is bigger, he's stronger, he hits harder, I don't know. But I remember making it back to that first, from the first round. I'm sitting on the stool, can't breathe, and he literally spent the first 30 seconds just getting my heart rate down. And then... He said something like, how are, you, how are you feeling? And probably the worst thing he could have said to me. Because <laughs> I was not, I couldn't even talk anyway. But I remember seconds before I went out for the next round. Because the truth is, I didn't know if I was going to make it through the next round. And, and, and I remember him saying to me, double your left jab up. Just double your drab and then triple your jab. And I remember I was that desperate. 
I had nothing else in me apart from I had to listen to what he was saying. I tried my way. It didn't work, okay? I go out there and all I could remember is what he told me to do. And I did it. And you know what? It actually worked. So I did it again. I hit him with a... Every time I threw the double jab, I hit him with the second jab. The first one wasn't work, it wouldn't land him, but the next one was. And then, of course, I hit him with a double left right. And I remember looking at this bloke, and I remember thinking, he looks like I feel. I feel it wrecked, but he looks wrecked. He actually looks like I feel. And, and uh, you know, I remember because at the, that first round, they actually put a standing eight count on me. I was nearly toast. It was nearly all over. But by the end of the third round, okay, I'd put the standing eight count on him purely by listening to my mentor at the time, you know, my, my, my cornerman. And I learned that day that, he can see what I can't. And and possibly one of the most valuable lessons that I've ever learned. <laughs> so yeah, you know, the uh what what happens with a mentor is they become good at seeing what you can't see, you know. That's that's what happens when you have a great mentor, you know. But along our masculine journey, or along mine, I'm sure along your your masculine journey, you've had men that have let you down. They've disappointed you. They they've said things and not followed through, etc. And and I think that's why most men end up going the lone wolf route. I'll just do it on my own. I'll just shut down. You won't see, you will never see what is really in me. You know, we, 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 we stop trusting other men. We stop trusting people in general, you know. And it's generally that'll come from when a, when a male role model actually lets us down. We'll just shrink back. And, you know, particularly the, the amount of men that I've spoken to over the years that when I've asked them the question, so who have you modelled your masculine journey on? And I would say more often than, than, than any other answer is, I actually don't know. And it's always this story. Oh, well, you know, my dad let me down or, or my uncle or somebody, a male let me down, you know. And, and the truth is, I've got to tell you, you're going to get let down on this masculine journey. This 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 journey is gonna is gonna be hard. It's gonna be You're gonna be disappointed at times. But and I think that's where I'm very fortunate that I had obviously some great men in my life. But you know, I I, I even remember one. You know, being I mean I had oh, goodness me I could talk for the like. This is possibly one of my favourite subjects, okay? I could honour so many men that have had such a massive input in my life, you know? From, from you know, particularly when I first got uh, sober, you know, clean and sober, um, you know, then, then I really went full tilt with my boxing career and turning professional. Um, but, you know, every, we're all got faults. I've got faults. I'm sure you have, <laughs> 
So it's about, you know, really being strong enough to focus on men's strengths rather than focus on their weakness. God, I tell you right now, being really transparent here, I have weaknesses. I, I have shortcomings, okay? So uh, forgive me. <laughs> and, and I remember a mentor talking to me about that, about, you know, you've got to be fast to forgive. You can't hold on to stuff. You know, I, as I said, so many great mentors have given me so much great value over, well, since the 90s, you know. Um, but I remember one bloke that uh, I remember he was a boxing coach and I remember watching him train. I remember watching him train Jeff Fennick. I mean, he's, a, he's a great fighter here in Australia. I remember him watching other great, great golf men on the Gold Coast. Australian champions and so forth. And I remember thinking, wow, man, imagine if I could train with this guy. And then I got asked to go and spar some of these fighters. And I'm like, wow. And I, and I, got, I got to train with them for a few days. And I remember I didn't really have a trainer at the time. I was in between. And, uh, well, you know, I had another bloke and he was all over the place. <laughs> He'd let me down. He had stuff, and uh, and I remember uh, this, this bloke and this this and um, I remember thinking, oh geez, I don't know if I could train with them. They're so disciplined. They're so focused. You know, they're they're wow. You know, but I remember I had another bloke in my corner. Well, you know, when I say in my corner, he wasn't a. He, by any means, any boxing ability, nothing. But he was a great supporter. He was loyal. He was trustworthy. He was an elderly gentleman. He was actually helping me out with getting sober. And I remember Jerry Hogan, just an absolute legend. And he, he was actually a bank manager of all things. You know? uh, but what a great man. And I remember words that he said to me. He said to me, he basically believed in me. He said, listen, you know, if they can do it, you can do it. You know, you, you, you can do it. You can train as hard as them. You can, you can do it. And, and, and long story short, you know, I started to, to train with Ray Giles and he started to really pour belief into me, really pour belief in my ability in my, you know, and really, what one of the best things that Ray did was he really raised my standards in my self belief, in, in my health. Uh, he believed in me, you know. We, you know, he was interested in my, you know, my relationship with my my girlfriend then, uh, Michelle. My, you know, believed in me. You know, when I started having children, man, he just believed in me. Um, helped me start a business. Um, and took me to be the Australian champion, which is still blows me away to this day, you know. But that's what great men do. <laughs> they cause belief in you to... to but, but you know what? Ray had stuff, the same as I've got stuff, the same as you've got stuff. And, 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 and you know, that relationship ended. You know, it just vanished overnight. And, man, I was hurt i was let down i was disappointed you know and i and I, I almost feel like i'd be started to become that lone wolf 
you know. And then, of course, you know, I, I met another man, you know. I'm always being looked after, but then, I, but then I started to look online as well. And I remember listening to this story online, and this bloke, he talked about um, there's a, a spot in, in the USA where bears go. I think it was Colorado off memory, where, you know, obviously in the summer, the bears have to go way up high where the snow is. They have to get up high. Otherwise, they'll just heat up and they'll die. Uh, but sometimes in those spots for them to get up where it's cold enough, uh, it's dangerous, like it's steep. And, you know, if you don't follow the track, if the bears don't follow the track, they actually won't make it. But apparently in some spots, right, because every year they have to go up, otherwise they'll die, and I'm listening to this story online, and and they're saying that the cubs know exactly where to put their feet. There's actually footprints, so they know left foot goes here, right foot paw goes there, left paw goes here, right, and they're able to get to safety. They know the path. The bears before them have marked the path. And, and I realised, man, I've got to find a big bear. <laughs> I realise I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And I, and I think, you know, for, for a lot of men, particularly when, you know, say, for example, you've got that adventurous thing, you start a business and you realise, man, I've got to know what I'm doing. Or, or maybe you might have had your first baby, your first child, and you realise, man, like me, like, wow, I've got no idea what I'm doing, you know. You need to know what the path is. I needed to know what the path is. But, you know, the truth is when you find the right man, okay, because they are out there, okay, you know, when you have the right men, the right mentors, you know, what my experience is, they save you years, or you can waste years. <laughs> you know, you, they can save you time. They can save you money. They can save you relationships. You know, they can save you a lot of pain. They can save you a lot of health issues, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, you know. So when you've got the right men, they are so valuable. When you've got the right cornermen, that can save you because life is a fight, okay? I'm sure if you've been alive a little while, you know, man, it's hard. Life is a fight. So, you know, and I, I look at life like that, you know. I want to I wanna be, I want to do all the things that are in me, you know. I don't want to die with the music still in me, you know. And, and particularly, you know, with what we do with our man alive experience, the mentorship, that's what it is. It's about fast-tracking things, you know, and because, you know, this whole lone wolf thing, that's what's happening in Western culture, you know, and, and we're, you know, I suppose just even, you know, talking, to, well, I'm even thinking now of a couple of men that are, that are going through our mentorship, men that have come back from divorce, because it's hard, you know, particularly I know a lot of men that, you know, they lose their friends, they lose their home, they lose their family, they lose their identity. They, you know, on 
Demurika, then what do you do? You know, we're seeing men get their mojo back, coming back from that. We're seeing men, particularly in the men of a lot of experience, that realize, get to maybe 30s, 40s, and 50s, and realize, man, I, I, I've actually endeavored, my only mentorship has been doing the opposite to what I've always, you know, to what I've been shown, maybe from my father, you know. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things, you know. Uh, well, I mean, geez, you know, I've got to say, there's been a, quite a lot of men in the rural areas in, in America, uh, in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand that, that are farmers and, and just spend a lot of time on their own. That's no good. They feel isolated. You know, this mentorship with the Man Alive Experience has been just the best thing for, for, I mean, all men, but particularly those kind of men. You know, it's been amazing. And I mean, you know, particularly, you know, what, what can I just say, you know, what I believe every man should look for in a mentor. Because I'm not for everyone and, and, and other men I've had, you know, the great mentors aren't the best for me. And so really, what should you look for, okay? And I thought I'd just give you a couple of tips because I, I know every man needs a mentor. We all need men to aspire to, you know. Maybe you even listen to some of my, my other podcasts where we talk about three men or even read my Rite of Passage book whether we need three men and three groups of men, you know. We all need men to look up to, you know. I've got to tell you, one, a man that that actually mentored me for like 15, 16 years, a bloke by the name of Eric Harrison. And uh, and, I, and and what I've what I seen in him, him, which inspired me, was the first thing was, wow, this man's mission He's larger than life. He can communicate to so many people. You know, he he said some great things to me over the years that caused me to step up in life, you know. But really the main thing, I mean, so many main things, but he he was a man that he played the long game. You know, he, he and he was probably, he's probably, he was probably about what the age I'm now, probably early 50s when I first met him. And uh, maybe maybe even younger actually uh, than I am now, but you know he was playing the long game. It was all about longevity. You know his integrity was impeccable. You know he did what he said and said what he did. You know, but but you know there are so many qualities. But but the mission that was in him, and he spent years going after it. That inspired me. You know, there's so many men these days that have great ideas have a great vision and if it doesn't work within three months or even a year or three years they're, they're kind of off they're doing something different you know whereas that inspires me and and and, and really the mentors that i've gotten even now they're they're all about the long game you know i remember something years ago and I used to say <laughs> quite often when when I'd run a, a when I ran my boxing program, fight like a pro for about ten years. And I had so many men. They they'd sign up to do the program. Some would want to become a better man. Some would want to get healthy. Other men wanted to become the Australian champion. They wanted a career in boxing. And I'm like, fantastic, you know, that's great. Um, and they'd be in there training. They'd be maybe a couple of weeks into it, and how am I going, Cage? How am I going? So you're going great. 
fantastic, you know. I said, well, when do you reckon I'm going to be here? I said, well, the fight's set. You know, it was a 10-week boxing program. Eventually, they'd have the own 10 weeks. They'd have that fight. Say, now what are we going to do? Now what are we going to do? How am I going, coach? Going great. And the truth is, and I used to say it from time to time, you got to keep this up for the minimum 10 years. <laughs> and sometimes it would just break their heart. But that's the truth. You need to go the distance. You can't say I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be successful in three weeks, and if you're not, <laughs> you know, anything, you gotta go the distance. Any, any of your mission, your purpose, you know. If anyone says to you, I mean, you know, if any mentor says, you know, you'll be good in a little while. Well, yeah, you will be, but you gotta be prepared to go the distance. You gotta go until, you know. That's 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 what I would look for in a man, you know, in, in a mentor, somebody who inspires you, but is a straight talker, you know, is a straight talker. You know, what you should look for is somebody who's doing what you want to do. And when I say doing, it might be a different industry, but they maybe they're having great impact in their field. Maybe they're, you know, you never want to see somebody who talks it and and um, and doesn't walk it. And you know, I can remember even thinking about that boxing program. I'll never forget. It was really well. I think it was really clever. Anyway, <laughs> I got this idea and I played it on the radio, and it said for personal. It was for personal trainers. I thought I'd do a whole group of personal trainers um, to to train for ten weeks, then fight, and then obviously all their clients can come and watch them. And what I did on the radio, I actually did nominate your personal trainer. Man, we just got smashed. <laughs> so I started interviewing all these personal trainers. I'd ring them because they would, they would nominate. So I'd ring them up and say, you've been nominated, such and such. Come in and do an interview and see if it's suitable for you. You know, I'll never forget. It happened a few times. But this one, this one gentleman, he goes to me, this is all good, guys, but I can't do it. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, I teach it. I don't do it. <laughs> I said, beg your pardon? <laughs> he goes, I can teach it, but I can't do it. I said, beg your pardon? <laughs> this bloke was serious that he actually admitted he didn't know how to box, but he was able to teach it. That's You don't want a mentor like that, okay? <laughs> And of course, I never seen that gentleman again. He was off teaching it, but not doing it. <laughs> you know. So when I look for a mentor, okay, you know, for example, having me having seven children, all right, and I realised I didn't know what I was doing. You know, my dad put some great stuff into me, but he had stuff, and I had stuff, and you know, we're, we're getting better together as we're getting older. <laughs> But, yeah, it had some great qualities, but there was other qualities that I needed to lift in, you know. And it was probably more me being pig-headed, <laughs> for want of a better word, you know. But I wanted, I had a longing. I wanted to become a great father to my seven children, you know. And I wanted to be a great husband to my wife, you know. You know, I want to be a great business owner and leader and I, I want to create something that's never been done before. So all of a sudden, I've got, I've got to get a mentor like that, you know. Uh, or, or, you know, for example, with my health, you know. I regularly see someone, you know, 
in a, in a financial sense. I've got a mentor there that, that causes me to grow, lift, and change. You know, with my mindset, you know what I mean? So what to look for in a mentor? You know, these are the things that I'm that are, that are um, dear to my heart, you know. But most of all, you know, and this is what I think when you, when, when you look for in, in, a, in a mentor, I mean, do they have the time? Do they have the time for you? That's the thing, you know. Yeah, and over the years, man, you know, I, there's nothing more, uh, I suppose, you know, I'll, I'll be straight with you here. I've, you know, mentored a lot of men and I think a lot of times they've got this, a lot of men, have got a rejection thing. They've put, and I've done the same, they've put faith in the wrong men, okay? Whether they, they, they didn't have time or they didn't have uh, the right integrity, their character wasn't there, they were saying one thing, doing another. But men, you've got to come back, you know? So a big thing is, you know, when, I, when I'm looking for my next mentor, because I'm always looking to grow and change, I ain't ever going to stop. That's a personal oath of mine, to be a lifelong learner, okay? But, you know, does your, and this way, when you're looking for your next mentor, does it cause, does he challenge you to grow? Does he, does he make you think bigger by, uh, you know, one of the, you know, does he cause expansion in your mind? Is your paradigm, your way of thinking challenged? You know, and one of the best things that I think, one of the best ways that I've been mentored, and I, I, you know, we mentor a lot of men, okay, and and I'm always very careful. I don't want to tell anyone anything, and that sounds it's a real paradox, right? But what I endeavour to do is ask good questions. You know, in the heart of every man, we know what's right and wrong. You know, but sometimes when we just get asked the right question at the right time, it'll cause us to think a little different, you know. So, hey, listen, I'm hoping you get some great value from this today. I'm, uh, you know, and of course, every podcast that we're doing, I always like to leave everyone with an action, okay? With an action. You've got to take action. Every great mentor I've had said, the theory is one thing, it's all about the action. Now, I'm going to give you some action steps today, okay? So today I'm going to leave a link here, right? Well, I won't actually. My team will leave a link here. Book a calling. Book a blind... I'm actually got these up. Put a link in. It's a, what's called a blind spot check. We've all got blind spots. We've all got things about ourselves that we can't see. Like my first fight with that cornerman, he told me what to do. It went. I went from losing the fight, not even knowing that I was going to finish it, to finishing up on top. Okay, a cornerman can see what you can't. They, are, the right cornerman, will gently show you your blind spots so that you can change, so that you can grow, so that you can become better at whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe it's a better husband, a father, a son, a leader. Maybe it's a world, there's a world changer that lives inside your chest that is waiting to come out. Okay, so the action today is book a call in, click the link wherever it is here, and, and you know what, it just could be 
the question that you've been waiting to, to, to have an answer for. So, hey, thank you very much. If you know somebody who will benefit from this, share it with them, jump in our groups. We've got books there. Obviously, we've got a mentorship program. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's just, man, it's changing the world. So, over and out. Thanks for joining us on the Man Alive podcast. Be a part of inspiring men all around the world. Share this with someone who will gain value. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Till next time.